black woman, beautiful, powerful, resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation, a talk, especially an informal one between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So we created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Janine. How's your week been? You know, hmm, I don't even know how to start off talking about my week, but let me say this. I had a, a great couple of days internationally relaxing on Le White Sand Beach, and it was great, right? It was great. There's a little drama for wrench thrown in there, and we're not going to talk about it, okay? Maybe July we can talk about it, but right now we ain't going to talk about it. But um, so I'll say it was relaxing. And then all of a sudden things went from, you know, what I say, sugar to ish <laughs> real quick. And now I'm back at work, right? Juggling, playing catch up. You know how it is when you like go on vacation and I was only off one business day, right? Just Monday. Because initially I thought, of course, Juneteenth now being a holiday, a national holiday, of course, we have it at work. They said, no, I took it off anyway, right? I'm taking it off. So I had some charts that I had open that I didn't finish Thursday because I thought I could remote it and I couldn't. And then I flew out Friday and then came back on Monday. So Tuesday I was playing like hardball catch up and I've been catching up all week. I've been juggling a lot of things. I've had a lot of calls administrative calls for work. I've had calls for the American College of OBGYNs. I've had calls for the American Medical Association. You name it, there's been a call in the last two days, okay? So um, so yeah, I'm just playing catch up. And then Harrison now has a full agenda. He's in baking camp this week. So he baked cookies on Monday. So when I got back home, he was like, let's get some flour and sugar. Grand Lisa says we don't have any. No, we do have it. Grand Lisa just hit it as her excuse not to allow you to bake cookies at home. So I bake cookies with Harrison. So Harrison's been coming home every day trying to replicate what he baked or what he did in school. And then they have vacation Bible school this week, but it starts at like 6.30 or 7 p.m., which is sort of kind of late for a four-year-old. He's been coming home knocked out every night. And so he's doing this double duty thing. So he has a full schedule. I've hardly seen my child. I'm like, bye. So uh, he's had like a jam-packed schedule. I can't complain. Okay, we got to go back. It's super cute that Harrison has a jam-packed schedule because he is definitely a mini Nicole. But let me go back. So on Le White Sand, where was Le White Sand, ma'am? So I went to the Grand Cayman Islands, Mm -hmm. which we stayed at the Westin. It was amazing. That was my first time going. And I was toddlerless. So it was good. We went adulting, you know, adulting with some friends it was fantastic. We went and kissed the stingrays and all that kind of stuff, right? Went to Starfish Point and 
went on a private boat ride. It was great. It was it was fantastic. Okay, so I've been to the Grand Caymans and I've actually stayed at the Westin. Literally, Ken and I got married the same time as our friends Mel and Ronald. Same day, exactly the same day. So we celebrated our anniversary together at that very hotel. Yeah, so I love it. And the sand and the stingrays. Okay, so really quick, funny story. When we were there, we went to go with the stingrays, right? And so we had our phones in these bags that are supposed to like keep your phone, you know, not getting wet. So Ken is in the water trying to take pictures of me. And our and Mel's husband, Ronald, were under the water, like looking at the stingrays. And all of a sudden, I see my husband's face that is probably one of the most petrified faces I've ever seen. And I feel someone, what did the guy tap me on my foot to say, don't get up? So the guy was tapping me on my foot, basically say, don't move. Because the stingray has now covered my entire body. So if I'm to move, it's going to feel like I'm attacking it. That was probably, like at the time, I don't think I was actually scared because I didn't know what was going on. They just told me not to move. But when I got up and they told me how close I was to getting essentially killed by a stingray, I was like, oh, never again. But the next time I'll probably do the same thing. So the thing about the stingrays that I thought was cool is that you're in the middle of the ocean, right? And you're standing up, right? The water's like up to your waist, uh-huh. but you're in the middle of the ocean because you're on this big sand mound. And they were like, there's no way these stingrays are going to waste their stinger to sting you because they are there exclusively for food. And they're so almost domesticated because of all the tourists that they're used to people like holding them and petting them and kissing them. So we ended up kissing the stingray for seven years of good luck. Yeah, I missed my seven years of good luck. I was petrified. But that's cool that y'all stayed at the exact same hotel and that I did not pick that hotel out of a recommendation because I had no idea that you were there. So, Janine, how was your week? So there was this restaurant that's like a vibey restaurant. So, Nicole, I'm now in a new space because... The people have got on my everlasting nerves. I will say this. I am in a headspace, and maybe it's because I'm approaching a different decade, that I am all about how I feel, not to react, but how I feel in the moment. How does this activity, these people, what I'm doing in the moment make me feel, right? And the reason why I'm like that is because there's so much of my life, I've realized that so much of my life is work. And while I really enjoy work, that's not who I am. And I appreciate the fact that I am realizing that now and not when I am being forced to separate from my work, right? So I'm making a very cognizant effort to not be synonymous with what I do. With that being said, I'm very intentional about the things that I do and the people that I hang out with and what, you know, sparks joy in my life. Well, one of those things is making sure that the vibes are not off. And it sounds really weird. It sounds like, oh, she's cliche. She wants to be a whole temp. No, that's not it. I'm not out here trying to be like, oh, let's do vibes, peace, love, and happiness. No, 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 no. I'm very much just about, I want my space to feel comfortable. I don't want to feel uncomfortable in the skin, the space, the people, the environment that I'm in. And if I'm in an environment where I don't feel comfortable, I'm very happy to remove myself because guess what? Janine by herself is very comfortable, right? So with that being said, there's this, this restaurant And it's like a restaurant lounge bar kind of situation that opened up and 
all of my like PR friends had been telling me like, oh, you have to go to this place. Like you really have to go hang out here, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay. Well, unfortunately with my super busy schedule, when they had the grand opening, I wasn't able to make it. So this past weekend on Juneteenth, I made a very concerted effort. On Juneteenth weekend, I made a very concerted effort to support black owned businesses. You know, we don't really get a lot of celebratory time, right? We get black history month. We get, you know, black business month. And and then we get Juneteenth. So every opportunity I get, I try to support small black businesses. So one of them over the weekend, I was like, I'm going to go. It's called Shanklin Hall. And it's owned by some siblings and friends. And it is the dopest vibe. Y'all was probably trying to figure out why I was telling y'all about how I like my space and the vibe, right? It was, I literally told my husband, I said, look, this is what we're about to do. We're going to go to this place and it's about to be vibes. And he was looking at me like, girl, what? It, it was about the vibe. Imagine if you stepped back into the 70s, right? Where people were literally just enjoying each other's company. Yes, people were Instagramming and stuff because it was a cute place. Like the, the background, the backdrop was super cute. But it wasn't about that. It was about literally like conversation and like you talk to the people that were sitting next to you because you were being friendly because y'all are all supporting the same black business. And they have a DJ that literally spins vinyl records. They had me there. Like actual old school vinyl records. If you're in the DMV or you're coming to the DMV, you should go to Shanklin Hall. You have to. It is, it's literally like the, just, it's just a vibe. I don't even know how to explain it to you other than it's a vibe. Whatever kind of great mood, spirit, energy you're bringing, take it there. It's an amazing place. You should go hang out. Just saying. It was, it was great. That was actually the highlight. I'm trying to think. Was that the highlight of my week? Yeah, that's the highlight of my week that I'm willing to share thus far. But yeah, that was the highlight of my week. Well, that sounds amazing, Janine. I, I'm going to have to check it out the next time I'm in the DMV. You should. You made it sound like a whole vibe. It was dope. It was really dope. You make you listen. You hyping it up. You making it sound. <laughs> listen, we all want to go. Shacklins is one. Shanklins. It's S H A N K L I N Hall. So Shanklin, Shanklin Hall. Hall. I'm about to send. I'm about to send to you on IG so you can see what I'm talking about. So, um, for our listeners, what vibes did y'all get into this week? And for the dads, we didn't tell the dads happy Father's Day last last oh, week. Yeah. Happy, happy late, Father's happy Day, late y'all. Father's Day. Can't forget about the daddies. All right, Janine. You know, first of all, before we get to the timeline, we have to ask our listeners: How have you guys been this week? Have you been listening? Have you been downloading? Did you like our episode on y'all's little, y'all's comments? Don't forget. To download all our episodes, make sure you share with your friends and join in the conversation. Rate and comment. All right. Now, Johnny, what's on our timeline this week? (laughs) Okay. So Big Sexy, his name is Bryant B. And y'all, I don't exactly know what Bryant B does, but Bryant B is on our timeline. So what I remember Bryant B from, I, I believe it's the same guy. He used to have like a hair company. I don't know if he still has a hair company. I'm not sure. I'm not about, I'm, this isn't about dragging him because we love him. We're using him on the timeline. But yeah, I guess he would be considered an influencer at this point. So he seems to be like a body positive influencer. His name is Big Sexy on the internet. Big Sexy Official or something like that. Go follow him. So he's on our timeline and he went on a quick TikTok rant. 
it kind of resonated with y'all, I guess, because a couple of y'all said it to us, and when we got it, it resonated with us. So guess what, y'all? We about to talk about it. He wanted to clear up something, right? He said that just because you see a female that does not have female friends, it doesn't always mean that she's the issue. Now, I'm just going to let y'all hear it from him on your own. Let me say this and I don't give a damn how nobody feel about it. I'm going to say what I want, when I want to, how I want to, whenever I want to, as loud as I want to, whenever I want to say it. This is my lips, my mouth, my page, and I'm going to say what I want, when I want to say it. Let me say this, baby. I just had a full debate with somebody maybe 30 minutes ago. Just because you see a female that has no friends, it doesn't always mean that she's the issue. Just how people go through relationships and there's traumatic things that happen and there's traumatic situations and there's traumatic relationships and there's traumatic men that they deal with and there's traumatic husbands that they deal with and there's traumatic situations that they go through and there's traumatic baby daddies, it's traumatic friends. So a lot of times you separate yourself and you're heartbroken from your friends and you don't want to make new friends and you don't want to be around people and you don't trust nobody else and you don't know how to trust a female with your thoughts and your situations and what you're going through your, with your relationship because you've been through so much opening up yourself to friends opening up yourself to new homegirls let her wear your panties allow her into your home allow her around your children allow her around your baby daddy so you separate yourself and i'm not saying there's a lot of women out there who are by themselves because they are up people but it's a lot of women out there who are great individuals who are great friends but they have traumatic situations that has happened to them dealing with females so they rather not be around females they rather kick it by themselves they rather be by themselves they rather not deal with nobody they rather not be around they rather be in the house because of traumatic situations that happen so just because you see a female and she has no female friends a lot of times it's not because she's a up individual but it's because she has dealt with up individuals and that trauma from different situations and that trauma from different female friendships that she's had has year her away from being around people she don't want to kick it with you she don't want to be around you she's tried so y'all this thing really resonated with me and i'm gonna say i really believe honestly nicole that the reason why it resonated with me is because i've pretty much always been the the female that doesn't have a lot of female friends now i think that you can probably count the number of female friends that I have on like one and a half hands, right? And close friends, you can count that on half a hand, right? But I have a ton of male friends. And personally, I feel like having male friends is, to his point, a lot less traumatic because I just always find it's it's always something with women, right? It's always some drama. It's always some backstabbing, some infighting some cat like it's it's always just if you're not jealous you're just not supportive or it's just a lot and honestly I don't want friendships that are exhausting when I was talking earlier about the fact that you know I'm all about the vibe and how I feel and all of that it's it's real that's very real for me I don't want a really awful vibe because you are you are dealing with your own personal trauma. Like, don't bring your trauma to me. I mean, I get it. Like, we should be able to talk about our problems and our issues and things, but like, I don't need it to affect me. Like, when, you're, when your mess affects me personally, that's when our friendship is it's just not going to work. And then also, I find the older that I get, that friends are just super, super needy. I don't have no kids. And I don't 
really want to feel like I have kids. And I also am in one relationship with one man. I don't want to feel like I have to do all of this work to maintain a friendship that should come naturally and easy. That's how I feel. It's already hard enough work to be in a relationship. Now you want me to do the same kind of work to be in a friendship? Now y'all doing too much. But I don't know, Nicole. You tend to have a little bit more female friends than me. What you think? So first of all, I don't have that many female friends. I, I keep my circle tight, right? Circle gets tight, right? And the older you get, the smaller the circle gets. And you realize that you don't really introduce a whole bunch of new, new friends into the circle. Like there'll be friends that you, you know, you have an acquaintance with and then they become your friend. But every once in a while, there's a new person that you're like, you know what? Let me invite you in for a drink. Let me invite you with the crew. Let me invite you over the house. Or maybe our kids can go on play dates and then we end up connecting. But that doesn't happen often for me. That is few and far between. And I feel like the people that are my friends are very loyal. I can share my business with them. And I know that my business won't go beyond our conversation. So I don't have a lot of friends either. So I can't speak on having a whole bunch of girlfriends because y'all something about, I don't even want to say women, people, by nature, everybody won't click, right? Somebody that's loyal to one person doesn't mean they're a loyal person in general. It doesn't mean they're loyal to everybody, okay? And if you see somebody, you're like, man, that friend is really loyal to you. Maybe I can be that person's friend too. That does not mean that they're not going to be a traumatic friend for you. You have to sort of fit where you, you know, get in where you fit, okay? And and read people and see if the energy is uh, mutual there, okay? To see if there can be a friendship that grows and develops. And I don't think that friendships have to have a time frame on them. Like, you ain't been my friend for two years, so you're not really my real friend. But you have to be able to trust. Like, there has to be something that's happened between the two of you so that you know that you can trust that person. That If that hasn't happened then that ain't your real friend. But I would just say, just stay cordial. And, you know, to have friends, you have to make yourself friendly and make sure that you are reciprocating the things that you want them to do for you and how you want them to act towards you and realize that everybody is not your friend. And that is okay. I think when you get to a place in your life where you realize that everybody is not here to be your friend and that's okay, then you'll be in a much better mental space than wondering why people aren't your friends or why you don't have a lot of friends. Just be appreciative of the circle that you have and be loyal to that little bitty circle and keep on moving. I agree. And y'all, can we not be the traumatic friend too? Can we not do that? I'm just saying. Because sometimes you you realize like you put a bunch of effort because you meant well, but then sometimes it doesn't come across that way. Well, y'all, like, can we just just fix our nonsense so that we're not being the traumatic friend? Just saying. Like, sometimes I feel like people have expectations of you as a friend that they project onto you because they might be um, lacking in other areas. I'm not saying a relationship necessarily, but just anything, right? And they project what they're looking for 
in another area of their life onto you as a friend. And yes, I'm speaking from experience. No, I did not do this, but yes, I have been projected on. So yeah, can we just try to like be the best friend that we can to your point, Nicole? Like let's treat everybody the way we want them to treat us. But but at the same time, Janine, I also think that uh, when we talk about expectations, you need to get your own expectations for yourself, okay? Because people think that happiness depends on somebody else and it does not. Y'all, you need to get past your childhood more injury. You need to get past your, your baby daddy drama. You need to get past the fact that your parents got divorced. You need to get past the fact that the your third grade teacher might have mistreated you and called you out. Get past that, okay? Heal from within, okay? Go to better help. <laughs> get some counseling and heal from within, so that you can be a whole person in a relationship, whether that's an intimate relationship with a with a, a, a spouse or a boyfriend or someone that you claim to love, or whether that is a personal relationship with your coworkers, or whether that is a friendship. You need to be a whole person to move forward. And that way, you don't have these unrealistic expectations of other people. And you don't become the traumatic friend that is, lo and behold, woe is me, because you're supposed to read that friend's mind or they're supposed to read your mind and know that you're going through something, okay? That is traumatic, okay? When people treat you a certain way or mistreat you because they thought you should be doing something because you should know them well enough to not do something or to do something. I know that was a roundabout way, but y'all, friendships, people do that. Those type of people I walk away from. Those I don't have friends like that. I don't have friends like that. The friends that's like, oh, I haven't talked to you in a whole week. And we must be, we ain't friends. We beefing because I haven't talked to you a whole week. No, no. My friends know I'm busy. And they don't have nothing to do with them because they're a whole person. And I'm a whole person. And we got to handle business individually. And when we have time to catch up, then guess what? We will catch up. And ain't no beef, ain't no, you know, expectation of what you're supposed to do. And if it is something that my friends are going through, they will text and say, I really need to talk because I'm going through X, Y, and Z. Why? Because they're whole people and don't expect people to read their minds, okay? Because it's traumatic when you have the expectation in whatever relationship you're in that that other person is supposed to read your mind and know exactly what to say to make you feel better. Oh, I'm on a soapbox, so we can move on. All right, Johnny. So speaking of traumatic friends and friendships, let's talk through some of these letters. Let's do it. All right. So the first letter reads, Nicole and Janine, I have a friend named Dorsey who I've been friends with for over 11 years. We went to college together and now have worked as teachers together at the same school. We usually eat lunch together most days of the week. However, two weeks ago, she just went completely ghost on me. I tried calling her numerous times and text a few times with no answer. I thought this was strange, but thought maybe she was just busy. However, another friend mentioned that Dorsey told her she was no longer talking to me. She sent me Dorsey's screenshots with her explaining that she's never talking to me again because I wasn't there for her when she was going through drama with her family. I had no idea of what drama she was even going through. 
She asked if I wanted to go out for drinks one weekend. I told her I would if my son went to his dad's house, but his dad ended up being called into work. So when she called me a few hours before her suggested outing, I told her, sorry, I need to take a rain check because my son was home. She actually liked the message, but that's the last I've heard of her. Thinking back, she's done this a time or two before, but I didn't realize I was being ignored. Over time, she eventually came back around as if nothing happened. So this time, I thought I'd just extend an olive branch. So I dropped by her condo with a bottle of wine to talk. And lo and behold, my ex-boyfriend's car was in her driveway. I knew it was his car because of his personalized tag and the scratch on the passenger side bumper. I rang the doorbell, but no one answered. So I called my ex who quickly answered saying, what's up? I'm at work. Everything okay? I said, you are at work. All right. I'm outside of Dorsey's house. Bring your ass out. At first, he tried to act as if he didn't know what I was talking about until I kicked the side of his car, setting off his alarm. Then he rushed outside, asking why I was acting this way. Of course, I cursed him clean out. Then Dorsey timidly comes out acting pitiful. It took all I had not to drag this chick. I couldn't believe it. So many thoughts were going through my head. I got back in the car thinking all this time this chick has been lying to me. Dorsey called and texted me the entire drive home. Now she wants to talk about it. Now she wants to be friends. Ladies, how do I move forward? Should I talk with Dorsey or is this too toxic and I should just walk away from our 11-year friendship? How do I handle my ex who is my baby daddy? I'm trying to let time pass to heal my pissed offedness, but it's not working. Please give me some advice, Gail. Gail, I think you can live in your pissed offedness because this is messy. Even if it wasn't dramatic, it's just messy. And we don't do messy. We We don't do that. Like we are above messy. Everyone is above messy. Like that's just messy. First of all, Y'all were friends, but then y'all are not friends. And she couldn't tell you that y'all weren't friends. She had to tell the other people that y'all weren't friends. Then all of a sudden, the the ex-boyfriend is at her house because I guess that's why y'all are not friends because she don't want to be friends with her boyfriend's ex, who is also his baby mom. Y'all, this is messy, Gail. Like, he's your ex. So we we don't circle the block, right? So like when you're an ex, you are an ex. We're not about to spend the block on you. Because for what? Like, we've been there. We've done that. We're not coming back. There's no reason to, right? Because we've decided that this is final and we need to move on. There's no reason to go back. I know a lot of people who have been married twice or one person even three times to the same person. And guess what? They got divorced three, two times too. Because guess what? What are we spinning the block for? We don't care about the fact that she's with your ex. We just care about the fact that she's a messy one. She's messy because she doesn't like to tell you how she is, right? How she feels. We cannot have any friendship, relationship, anything if we can't communicate properly, right? So if she can't communicate to you how she feels and the fact that you all are not friends or want to speak or don't want to speak, what are we doing? We're not children. We're adults. And we should be able to articulate our feelings to the people that they are addressed to. Also, 
the fact that the you telling her that that you telling the man that you're at her house and like don't make her let you act like a fool. Don't do that. Just let it go. Let him go. Let her go. I know you said that that's your ex. It's your baby dad. So you all have to co-parent. I get it. But there's a reason he's your ex. And just let him go. Let the both of them go and be happy and marry and go on about their way. You, girl, find some new friends because this one ain't it. What you think, Nicole? So I agree with all that. So I'm just taking, I'm just listening and trying to break the story to pieces, right? I'm trying to break it down. So first off, she dirty, he dirty. That's big facts, right? So I agree with not spinning a block. Like you just wasting gas, right? You're spinning a block, wasting gas. You might as well park your car at the house and stay at the house and watch Netflix. Don't, don't, don't just drive and waste gas. Gas prices are too high. So I agree with Johnny. We don't spend the block to go back with exes. That that's wasteful. Um, with that being said, he has to be a part of your life because he's your baby daddy. So you know you have to be a part of his life. You don't have to be a part of this chick's life. So I would rid myself of the 11 year friendship and say, listen, and I've told people that I had a, a friend I thought was a friend who literally stayed in my house that I had to look at her and say, B, I don't fool with you anymore. Like, let me be clear. I don't mess with you anymore. We may be working together. I'm going to be cordial, but I don't fool with you anymore. We are not friends. I want to be very clear because I don't want people to ever think that I'm sort of fishing around the block. If I'm really not going to be your friend, really not going to talk to you ever again, I'm just going to tell you, I don't mess with you no more. I don't fool with you. No more, right. So I would tell her, I don't fool with you no more. And this is why, because you're dirty. You can't be trusted. You sleeping with my baby daddy. You're making it seem like I did something to you. You're spreading rumors about me to other people because you're not woman enough to approach me and tell me your issues. You're not woman enough to communicate your own emotions, or maybe you're not woman enough to actually process your own emotions. Either way, all of those are personal issues that have nothing to do with me. And I do not want to put myself in a situation where I'm trying to digest what's going on with you because I have my own issues I'm dealing with and I'm dealing with them in a mature adult-like fashion and you still need to grow up. So I'm going to part ways with you because you're not a mature enough friend for me to be dealing with. And I would dismiss her and let her go. Now, you might have an issue if baby daddy and ex-friend end up together, okay? That's where the dilemma would get very complicated because now she is in your life permanently because she is now potentially the stepmama of your child. But I would keep it professional, right? I wouldn't go ham on the baby daddy because this is really not your relationship you're trying to cultivate. Y'all have a, a working co-parenting relationship and who you sleeping with now is none of his business and who he's sleeping with now is none of your business. So if he wants to sleep with her, I would make it seem like it's really not that big of a deal to him. Now I would tell my issue to her and dismiss that friendship until I don't fool with him, but I would not bring it up to him because realistically it's dirty, but he can do whatever he wants to do. He has, he owes me nothing. So I wouldn't even be pissed off at him. I would let that go. I would make it clear that she betrayed my trust. Because think about it. She's probably talking over wine about the baby daddy. She might have circled the block or two and got her some D with the baby daddy. 
and homegirl knew, which may have provoked y'all to say, well, what's the deal about, huh? Let me circle the block, which is why y'all need to stop telling these women about the D. Y'all better stop telling people about the D because people start getting curious like, ooh, I wonder what the curve is like, right? You, you know, we can't, you can't do that, okay? So stop telling these women about your bedroom confessions so they not looking at your man with drool in the corner of their eyes, okay? So you probably confessed some stuff to her. She got drool in the corner of her mouth and she want to say, well, let me see how it really is. And now lo and behold, he slabbed up in her driveway, okay? But you now know you learned don't be sharing all the bedroom secrets. You can say, oh, girl, he good. Oh, I tingle. That's it, okay? That's the extent. Don't be telling no tricks. We don't need to know that, okay? Because some women, i.e. this one, i.e. what's her name? Dorsey, can't be trusted, okay? But don't make the drama. Don't put the drama on him. Men will be men, especially if they don't owe you nothing. They have no allegiance to you right now. She messed up. She trifling. Let her go. And now you know how to handle your friendships. And I hate to say that because you should never have to walk on eggshells with people that you're very close to. But let this be a lesson of how to choose our friends. Okay. When you see red flags in the beginning, those friends that are too needy, those friends that always have something wrong with them, there's always an issue with them. Those friends that never want to ask you about your day, but only want to share about theirs. Those are people that are too, I mean, my mind that, 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 that doesn't work. That's not a mutual relationship. That's somebody that wants a, a professional counselor that's free and, and you don't need that kind of friend. So let's just be more selective with how we're choosing our friends and then tread a little lightly when you are moving into deepening, if you will, of friendships. Y'all, Nicole told you. Make sure y'all listen because, girl, what's her name, Gail? Gail, find, find another friend. This is too much time on one person. Move on. She clearly doesn't care about you. All right, Jenny. So um, what's your letter? It says, I know you all have talked about this before, but I had to write in because I want you to hear how shady it can be. So my friend Kiana and I have been friends for over 15 years. We went to North Carolina A&T together, and we've worked at several places together since. We've celebrated a many a milestone together. When my father passed, she was right by my side as I was with her when her brother was tragically killed. We are so close that our husbands have now become friends and our children attend the same preschool. So close that before we got married, we were each other's beneficiaries on our on our insurance policies. We know everything about one another. Well, all of this clearly means absolutely nothing. See, I recently found out that not only was Kiana talking about me behind my back to our coworkers, but she also was the reason why I was essentially demoted and sent to swing shift. You see, she and I are engineers at a plant. We are two of five women and the only two black women at the plant. To make a long story brief, there was an incident at the plant. No one was hurt, but some product was ruined and cost the company tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. No one knew who 
No one knew or could pinpoint exactly what happened, but it seems as though there were only 12 people that could have been involved, four on duty on that shift. So we all decided that we were going to go to the union rep and agree that we would all take blame collectively, which would mean that our pay would be docked, but no one would get anything put in their file. Well, Kiana had another plan because she went behind my back to the two other engineers that were on shift and essentially convinced them to blame it on me. When I confronted her about it, she admitted to doing it and said, girl, you know they weren't going to fire you. You're a middle-aged black woman. Now I'm almost convinced that it was her. Now that I'm sitting on swing shift with the retirement crew, I'm ready to not speak to her ever again. She knows how important loyalty is to me, and she knows how this could have potentially ruined my job. Why she's so nonchalant about it is beyond me. How could I ever trust her or even forgive her? This is why I don't have a lot of female friends. If it were you, what would y'all do? There's no name. So if she admitted that she outed you, I have two questions. One, did you do it? Because you're ruining hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment and all y'all's pay is going to be docked equally, but you know you did it. Then you have to ask yourself, why would you make other people take the blame for your faults, right? Because there's something about owning your own stuff that's mature. So if you know you're the person that did it, you may need to start searching for another job, but at least you're honest and you can own your stuff. Nobody can ever say you're dishonest or you lack integrity. But if you did it and you're like trying to get everybody else to take the fall to save your face, then I have a problem with that. So the first thing I want to know is, well, did you actually do it? Okay. If you did not actually do it, who did? I want to know that. And then third, because if she did it and you're trying to cover for her and if that it, it blew up in your face, now you see that she really is not loyal. If you didn't do it and she didn't do it, but y'all still really don't know how you did it, then obviously she's not loyal, right? She's trying to use you as a scapegoat and that's just not right. You're right, she's not loyal. If you're on the swing shift with the people that are retired, that means that eventually they may be forcing you out, right? They're, they're forcing your hand. And so my thing is there are too many jobs in America for you to be miserable in one. So I would start looking for another job and stay right there in that swing shift and work real hard, but look for another job while I'm there so that you can start fresh, right? And perhaps that new job can be upward mobility for you. Um, I never try to tell people to quit a job because of a particular person, but at least this could be a way for you to not have to deal with her. And I know you're on swing shift, so you don't have to really see her, but she's acting nonchalant as if y'all are still friends. You need to make it clear. I don't fool with you anymore. This is disrespectful. And, and I cannot believe that you were disloyal to me. I'm moving on from you. And I would grind hard, find another job, move on. That's what I would do. Yes, you're right. She's shady. That's not loyal. But this is only factual if you weren't the person that did it. What do you think, Janine? 
Yeah, I'm kind of with you on this because why don't y'all know who did it? Like y'all work, you said you're an engineer. Like there's nothing that tell. like there's no badge swipe, no nothing. Like how, how do we not know who did it? I feel like there's some part missing to the story. But nonetheless, regardless of whether there's a part missing to the story, if it was you and you did it, you should take responsibility to Nicole's point for what you did. But if y'all all agreed that we were going to get the pay docked, right? That's what you agreed to. The fact that she went behind your back and did something completely different is you're not really genuinely friends. See, I want to be, and this is just me. Maybe you like this kind of friend. It doesn't seem as though you do because you wrote us, but I like the kind of friends that if I'm going to do something wild, I don't want them to co-sign my wild, right? Like, I mean, kind of a little bit. I want you to kind of co-sign, but not like full on. Like I need, I need my friends to hold me accountable for things too. You can co-sign, but I need you to tell me like, girl, we going to support you in this nonsense you're about to do, but like, don't do that no more. Like I want someone to hold me accountable because when you have friends that don't hold you accountable for things, it puts you in a situation it's very that's very dangerous because you really don't have anybody that can tell you no, yes, maybe you should they they can't level set you. I need some friends that's gonna level set me because this brain of mine will have me in some wild places thinking some things are some great ideas, and we know they're not even worth the seconds that I gave them inside my head, let alone to act them out. So no, just I mean, no. She I want your friend to be a little bit more loyal than this. If you still want to be friends with her. Now, look, Nicole done told you. Nicole's good for telling somebody, no, we're not about to be friends anymore because we've been friends long enough and our friendship has passed its expiration date and, and it's over. You said you didn't tell us your name. So whoever you are, you said that you've been friends with Kiana for 15 plus years. Maybe the friendship is past its expiration date. Just saying. And that's okay. Like, let's also normalize that. When friendships have passed their expiration date, it is okay. Nothing in this world, in this life, is meant to be permanent. Food expires. Humans expire. Friendships can expire too. It's okay. It does not mean any love lost. It just means that the friendship is not what it used to be or what it needs to be and no longer serves you. And it's okay. You cannot be friends with her anymore. Even though your lives are so intertwined, you don't have to be friends. Y'all husbands can stay friends. Y'all can see each other at passing social events. But what y'all shouldn't do is intertwine your lives so so tightly together. Because it sounds like y'all in a relationship. Y'all each other's beneficiaries. You know everything about each other. You work at the same job. You do You do a lot together. Maybe it's time for some separation. Not saying that you need to separate from your friend, but I'm, I, I mean, girl, this doesn't seem like it's serving you anymore. Just saying. Maybe we let it go. Elsa Anna, as my friend Shannon says, Elsa Anna, let it go. Because sometimes you just got to do that. Yeah, I think people have a hard time, like, when you're in a friendship for like, oh, we've been friends for 10 years. We've been friends for 15 years. We've been friends for, I don't care what that is. Like, listen. Sometimes people stay friends because you're busy, right? Like you just don't have the time to part ways. People do that in marriage. Like it, you just don't have the time to part ways. And you look up and you're like, dang, I've been married for 10 years. It's been messed up for 10 whole years, but I've just been too busy. Okay, I got time today. Let's get a divorce. So don't let the time all of a sudden, oh, well, the time, oh, we're going to, you know, this is, you know, 
you know, so many years, boo-boo, you know, <laughs> who cares how many years has been, if it's wrong, it's wrong, move on, don't waste any further time on that relationship because you're going to look up and you're going to realize it wasn't serving you. So if the friendship, if, if you're dreading talking to your friend 80% of the time, let's just say more than 20% of the time, because let's just keep it real. Like even good friends, 20% of the time, we may just not want to talk to you, right? It's just like, ugh, I don't have the time today. I just want to sit in my bed and watch Netflix today. I just want to relax and take a bubble bath today and do nothing. I just want to catch up on charting and do nothing. I just want to sit on the back porch and watch the waterfall. I just want to take a walk around the block and your phone rings and it messes up the vibe you had in your head. And you might say, even with your closest friends. So there's no friend that you're going to hundred percent of the time want to talk to or feel excited every single time you see them or every single time they call. But it shouldn't be more than 20% of the time that you're feeling agony. If you're feeling that, that's not normal. Move on, get another friend that serves in a friendly role. Move on. All right, Janine, what did you learn new this week? Okay, so I found 10 reasons that every girl should have a male bestie. Hmm. I don't have a male bestie, by the way. I do have a, a lot of male close friends. So here we go. Number one, he helps you understand men better. Number two, he will protect you. Number three, you can rely on him. Number four, he will be honest with you. Number five, you can let out your inner dude. Number six, he keeps you grounded. Number seven, he's always ready for an illogical conversation. Number eight, you don't have to worry about annoying him. Number nine, he will listen to you. And number 10, there's less drama. What did you learn new this week, Nicole? I like all of those. Maybe I'll get me a male bestie soon. Hmm. Anyway, so what I learned was, according to Forbes, in the U.S., 84% of women and 75% of men report having at least one toxic friendship. And furthermore, one in four adults struggle with friendly intimacy and express dissatisfaction with their current connections, including their closest friends. Sound like Americans need to get new friends. All right. So, Janine, are we ready for the motivational moment? Motivate us. <laughs> okay. So, this one comes from Gifts of Friendship, which is, a, which is a, a website. And this quote says, there comes a time when you have to stop crossing oceans for people who will not jump puddles for you. Mm. All right. Now, that's a word. Now, take a step back and... Figure out if the effort you're giving is largely being reciprocated. That's what that means, y'all. And if it's not, perhaps it's time to move on. Until we meet again. Pray, work, slay. And show off your melanated excellence. Bye! Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty, and Janine Brunson-Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. 
You can follow Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh That's Deep BWC. Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations is a mean old lion media production.